Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review an old album for some reason. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. And I'm Caleb. Thank you for letting me go third. Hello, hello. <laughs> it's hello. been a race. It's been a race. <laughs> I try to do it in order sometimes because you're the musician, Nick. Caleb's the painter. The big reveal. And I'm a comedian. I forget sometimes who does what. Yeah, that's true. Who makes it up? <laughs> the architect. <laughs> All right, so th- this week it's Caleb's pick. It's Caleb's this is my pick. pick. Um, this is a, <laughs> a most mostly forgotten soundtrack from a widely forgotten film that we haven't forgotten here on track listing. This is uh, the Rules of Attraction from two thousand two. Nice. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I saw this movie in the theater. I've seen this movie, but and not I saw in the it when it came out. And uh, I had the soundtrack. I think burned off of Napster or something. Ooh. Ooh. I was into it. Sorry, Lars. So Pirate. this is um, just a little background. <laughs> Sorry, this was Lars. based off of Brett Easton Ellis's hmm. uh, novel before American Psycho. So it's actually about uh, the younger brother of Patrick Bateman. And you're a huge Brett Easton Ellis fan, right? You support everything he does? I like his politics. <laughs> No, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, he's, I haven't he's a actually. Provocateur. I haven't read any of his. Uh, any. I mean, I've just seen movies based on his work. I read American Psycho, and um, that was the best thing I've ever read. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, American Psycho, uh, Less Than Zero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny when he actually wrote something original for film. It was uh, it's like a, what was it called The Canyons or something with Lindsay Lohan, and it was like a complete disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, crazy Lindsay, like Lindsay Lohan was starting oh, yeah. to lose her mind. <laughs> it was like really in the canyon of uh, of her of so, her career. So I've heard what happens is like uh, once you start going crazy, you like films will stop, uh, or if you're an actor or whatever, they'll stop uh, doing insurance for you. Uh-huh. And so that's what like really that's the spiral and the snowball that oh, happens. You, to all, you like, have to ensure the person's going to show up. So if the yeah. person just doesn't show up to film, then the, the producers can recoup, like whatever. Yeah. Exactly. And like once Lindsay Lohan became uninsurable, like she just like <laughs> kept going crazy. And, kept, and then she's, you know, stealing an immigrant child. In the, <laughs> you seen that video? Oh my God. Speaking fake Arabic and trying to steal a child. It's like, what are you doing? She's literally going like, like doing terror, like, like, God. So this is a podcast about soundtracks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick, hit, hit me with the first track. This is um, this is not going to get us off to a great start, but yeah. we can we can talk more about the film after this. I'm, just, I'm stalling to start because I don't. Even know. This it's is dead. track one. This is track one. This is Tom and Andy with Carol of the Bells. Trans-Siberian Orchestra here. So I don't know if you remember. You can. Hear a lot of that one. reverse sound effects. We're gonna steal like yeah. ten seconds from this one and add it on one of the yeah. ones. Yeah. Uh, so there's a motif in this film where, uh, in this is at the very beginning of the film. I think it was with voiceover, but it's you see something happening and then everything uh, goes in backwards, goes, yeah, and then you like, see it happen again from like somebody else's point of view. Teaching you the rule. And so this is essentially. <laughs> It's essentially the score of the film. There's a few of these like weird, uh, I don't know, Tom and Andy put together these things where it's like saying playing different songs and there's like weird back, like backwards noises going. Yeah. Oh, this man. is Tom and Andy with no spaces as well. So it's, 
I, I want to say I want to say that when I burned this to CD that I didn't include these, but I, they were definitely on there. Whatever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the, the weird. Reverse. Chris and I are kind of nodding at each other. Like, yeah. What are we about to get into? Yeah. Here? I I maintain that this is a really good soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, there's some really cool parts of this movie too. I think uh, the uh, there's something. I Brett Easton Ellis. There's something kind of gross about. It's very it's yeah. very nihilistic. But you got uh, James Vanderbeek. The Beak. You have uh, the that guy that was on like Lost and uh, Vampire Diaries. Ian Somerhalder. Yes, yes. Um, you got Sonia. You got uh, Sarah Shossman. Sarah so- Shossman. 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 Shannon Sossman. Shannon Sossman. Shannon. Uh, Jess yeah. Beale. Yeah, Jessica yeah. Beale. Jessica Beale. Early Beale. Well, Beale. She was Love on, early Beale. She was on that uh, CW show called Seventh, Seventh Heaven, Heaven that was super like granola. Yeah. And she couldn't wait to like disassociate herself from like the oh, goody two. So she would take any role where she was doing something despicable, <laughs> and she got like her money's worth in this movie. Oh, big time. Kate yeah, Bosworth. Yeah. My my favorite line in this is where uh, James Vanderbeek's on mushrooms and he's having sex with Jessica Beale, and then. Uh, Right at the end of it, she starts crying and she goes, I was born in a motel. And it just goes to his inner dialogue and he's like, I'm never taking mushrooms again. <laughs> and that's when, I guess, Sarah catches him and he's like, I only did it because I love you. It's <laughs> a great line, too. I only cheered on you because I love you. Don't you get it? Uh, all right, Nick, let's move on to the second track. It looks got? like things are shaping up here. This is The Cure with six different ways. Yes. Often do you think um, Robert Smith is covering his face with his hands uh, during a, a Cure concert? <laughs> is it ninety percent? Ninety percent of the time he's it's like a new meme. his face. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I saw the Cure. I, like that track. I saw nice. the Cure That's when I was song. in high school, and it was awesome. Oh, I bet. I so that track is off of uh, Head on the Floor, which is which is like good period for Cure. It's definitely like a it's a little bit of an album cut, but I I love it. I'm a, a big fan of the it's Cure. It's curable. <laughs> when was Cure's heyday? Um, was it well, 80s or 90s? Definitely 80s. It yeah. was. They started like very early 80s, and they were very kind of like spare and uh, post-punk. Yeah. And then it got like more florid, but they were still pretty good. Yeah. So they basically flourished through the entire 80s, and then maybe like had some things. But like when I was in high school, it, they were promoting. They were like touring on the back of like a greatest hits record. Oh, um, cool. The Cure's fucking awesome. I remember, <laughs> this is like maybe a little embarrassing, but uh, I like had a videotape that had a bunch of Cure uh, music videos on it, and I was always watching it. Nice. And I remember my mom nice. coming in once, and she was like, "This is really interesting. Uh, is it is is the lead singer gay?" And I, I was like in high school, and I was like, "No, no." It like never occurred to me, and I was like, "No, no, he's not. He's not gay. He's just you know I don't." <laughs> and then like you know a few years later, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like. Why didn't I recognize that they're obviously gay? And then I found a few. No, they're straight. Yeah, they're all straight. Yeah, <laughs> like the it's guy like, like from Depeche um, Mode is straight, and you're like, really? <laughs> all right, hey man, it's just, 
Apparently, the the Cure, uh, when they were going on tour, they would like pay, they would play pickup games of soccer. Yeah, and they were notorious for being like the dirtiest players, and they were constantly like just <laughs> oh, like, like soccer bo- hooligans, yeah, the like cure? goblins, like, like bodying like uh, like roadies and stuff. And you just like it was uh, what was it? Bloody Bob Smith is what they would call Robert oh, Smith. Jesus. Oh God! <laughs> like yeah, dude, Bob Smith headbutted me. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> like an aggressive so masculine. And then he goes and locks himself in the closet and cries and like cranks out another song. Which is, I think it is one more reason why The Cure is one of the best bands in the world. It's so great. Imagine getting your ass kicked by Robert Smith. You would never like, live that down. I there, love there that. There is like at least like you know the Prince sketch on Chappelle's show. Yeah, There's like a version the of that for for Robert Smith. Oh. Oh, that's a great trope. It's like you two are like notorious pool sharks. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, dude, Bono always has a switchblade on. Yes, yeah, insane. <laughs> I was a little worried. So, so I built up uh, in the group text. I built up this uh, this album as like mm-hmm. a good soundtrack. You guys got a soundtrack on the that, text, I, that I really, really. I like. wish I had seen it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Technical issues, yeah, but cloud issues. Uh, I was worried that you guys would be down on this track because it's a little like like peak cure and like it's a little uh maybe kitschy but i love it i like the cure i've always kind of i've always kind of i haven't done like a big deep dive on the cure to be honest yeah, it's but, always um, kind of been a band that's just there I think yeah the, ear- like the early stuff is respect. like in like mm-hmm. inappeachable like impeccable taste and in this period it's like a little exaggerated and i think some people can like can rightfully make fun of it in the way that they can make fun of morrissey even though i love them yeah yeah all right uh next next track track three the rapture out of the races and onto the tracks. do to a guitar to make it make those sounds you just kind of kick it around for a little while it's kind of <laughs> this was, early dfa sound there well that's they this is the first dfa band this is my first exposure to any DFA right, house band. of jealous lovers uh but this is actually before they they were on sub pop yeah. at this time and they i think they had just moved to new york from like seattle or something so for the listeners what does what dfa mean <laughs> dfa is uh, just for the listeners james murphy's uh record label Death from above, so like uh oh. lcd sound system kind one, of that one like dry drum and bass uh, sound oh nice so it's very yeah. uh, i'm glad the listeners know that now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the dfa was like very iconic for like uh it was people i remember calling people calling it like dance punk it was yeah, like it made a, the punks dance again. A revival yeah, of, yeah. Uh, like, oh, of kind okay, of like guys. You rock and, rocking dance music in yeah. in New York, uh, like around 2000. Yeah, but um, so this is obviously they're like borrowing pretty heavily from Gang of Four for like the Absolutely. stabby guitars and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love this jangly track. guitars. I have a uh, I have this this single on vinyl. Ooh, nice, Ooh. incredible. That's Bragg Camp. <laughs> I, I, I like the Rapture. They kind of yeah. disappeared yeah. after a while, but I was I was a huge fan of uh, mm-hmm. what Echoes was their first like full length. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, but Rapture's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to the <laughs> everything's on, good so far, on. except for the weird reverse song at the beginning. <laughs> uh, we have Donovan up next. This is uh, Donovan with Colors.
Yellow is the color of my true love's hair in the morning when we rise in the morning when we rise what a train that's the time that's the time it's great i like love this. the best yeah i really like Thank donovan you, donovan. donovan he's a uh, scottish i believe oh yeah mm-hmm. this is no there's, way there's dude. actually two versions of this song because i think he had to re-record it for like his greatest hits so um this, I think this is the original version, which is a little sparer. Mm-hmm. But it's a beautiful... It's actually, I think, my favorite Donovan song. He's, I think, a little bit unfairly famous for uh, Mellow Yellow, which yeah, I right. think is kind which of was, a shitty pop I song. I believe a song written by uh, John Paul Jones of oh, uh, really? Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he worked a lot with Donovan. Did, uh, did some writing for him. Yeah, Donovan was like... He apparently like taught John Lennon how to finger pick. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he's, he's like... Oh God! I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell a lot of people that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just trying to keep that under wraps. <laughs> not a not a good brag. He's a person who, I mean, there's a lot of Donovan songs that have good parts, but then he'll like start talking about Atlantis, like weird spoken word. It gets like very hippy dippy. Does he okay. do that weird like '70s like shaky like puff the magic dragon? <laughs> you know that yes, weird yes. '70s folk voice yeah. that like only exists within like yeah. What you is know, that the, affectation? The Hobbit soundtrack. Yeah. Like, well, they only do that between like 71 and 78 it's very goat-esque well there was uh so mark bullen from t-rex kind of famously did that but he supposedly um i don't know if it's true or not but he supposedly would listen to blues records from america 45s but he or or 33s and he would pitch them up so they're faster and sing along and he would like so he like built up this affectation uh trying to like sounding like one of the chipmunks <laughs> like i think purposefully though it yeah, wasn't yeah. like he was on an accent but he was imitating like these like exaggerated warbles of sped up blues records whoa that's fascinating i don't think donovan was doing that though i yeah. think it was just he was he was kind of a fairy yeah. like, he was just like a scottish like magical person a magical sprite <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah if you catch donovan he does grant you a wish <laughs> grants you a wish yeah, he's, but he's you very... can have anything in his pockets but beware <laughs> He's pretty clever. That's where the time uh, Irish goodbye comes from. Yeah. I think he's Scottish again, but I don't know. Scottish. Oh, yeah. You know. We're accepting here. Uh, what are we, we going to do next? We're very excited. Plowing through this yeah. one and just churning Get it on. done! I think we've been good. Yeah, very excited about this next track. This is Yaz with Situation. Love it. I wish I was born, like, at a time where I can enjoy the 80s. Just light up dance floor, sweating, smelling terrible. <laughs> I mean, if the future is anything like the San Junipero Black Mirror. Oh, count me in. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back, man. Yeah, that was, that's a paradise. Chris, we'll be lovers. <laughs> uh, so we'll just yeah, dance it. Yeah, Quag- it's quagmires <laughs> until the end of time. Yaz kind of famously was originally called Yazoo. Yeah. And then had to change their name for legal reasons. But it was the same time that they re-released things uh, in the States. So they're kind of known as Yazoo in the UK and then Yaz. What was in the, the Yazoo that said, mm-mm? Well, they got they stole their name from a small blues uh, record label called like Yazoo Records. Okay. And, and they got hit with that. So Yazoo hmm. is uh, one of the songwriters from Depeche Mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, left after I think like their first full length LP, mm-hmm. he like kind of famously left, 
and then he started this with uh what's her name moye uh just kind of like a vocalist he got paired with and he yeah. did this and they she's did... awesome i made yeah, fun she... of her last night and then no, she... was like dude fuck you <laughs> watch her and i was like oh i take it back because she looks she looks a little weird you know but she's a great a great voice Redder. great voice yeah and oh. then uh and they they had like a falling out and then he left and he started erasure right after that <laughs> or yes. no i think there was one in between there was a band called like the assembly or something uh, he seems uh that guy was famous for jumping ship on projects yeah, i was gonna say <laughs> do you think it's him being an asshole or do you think it's like everyone else i think it was him being an asshole but it was like he you know, after you're successful twice on a new project, I think you just feel like you can cut bait and like start yeah. over again. Yeah, that's that's pretty true. But it, and it, to be fair, I think Erasure went for a long time. Mm-hmm. I do for like that you said time. Depeche Mode. It's usually you hear like Depeche, Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. Yeah, like the, the funny it's thing the about emphasis on I think emphasis that, on the Depeche. Uh, no doubt. When he was talking, no he was like interviewed about Depeche Mode after he left. I think he was actually down on them becoming more gothy and more like kind of dark. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is funny because I guess because he, he was uh, what is the just can't get enough. That was like mm-hmm. I think one of his songs. That makes sense. Which is great, but it's super poppy. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny to be like, I'm leaving this band. It's getting too big and too artistic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is over, man. Um, too dark, bro. Too dark, not poppy enough. I'm out of here. Well, did I? I think I did that thing where I I had heard that Yaz changed their name to Yazoo uh, because oh. Yes was on like the same record label or something. I heard that tidbit incorrectly oh, and told everyone that yeah. for like you know ten years or something. <laughs> it sounds without too close. ever check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's yeah. like uh, I know like Ti. Uh, his original name was like T.I.P. Yeah, it was Tip because Q-Tip. Oh, okay. was on the same album. He couldn't. He said right. they, they made him change it to T.I. But he still like he still like refers to himself as T.I.P. in a lot of like yeah his own songs. I think the For thing the about fans. Yazoo is that Yaz is is such a better name than Yazoo. You assume that they had to change it to Yazoo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's the opposite way. <laughs> no, it's like yeah, Yaz. Yeah, great right. I don't know. It was also um, that, that was the in the intro for the show Heat Vision and Jack. Which was one of Dan Harmon's... It was uh, Owen Wilson as the voice of the... uh, A talking motorcycle. motorcycle. (laughs) Uh, Ben Stiller, I think, produced it, but like... And Jack Black was the lead. Jack Black was the the guy who's... He became like a genius when he uh, was in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) It was was an awesome pilot, but like... You're like, where would they go from this? Like, there's... You know the reason why I didn't get picked up, because they're like... what? This is insane. This is such a limited show. <laughs> like, the talking motorcycle can't do anything. Like, you can't open doors. You can't do it. Oh, it's a cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, what is what is the next track we got? Peeking ahead here. Ooh, great band. This is uh, Blondie with Sunday Girl. We're all nodding our heads and bobbing back and forth. Love Blondie. Oh, Blondie's great. Yeah. Can't argue with Blondie. Debbie Harry. Act more. 
Yeah. I uh, I think that this is actually one of Debbie the kind Harris. of under no Debbie Harry Debbie Harry yeah yeah uh, one Debbie Harris one of the <laughs> Debra Debra Harris Debra Harris I think this is one of the underrated uh, Blondie songs actually this is off of Parallel Lines which is kind of their masterpiece yeah. mm-hmm. and supposedly so this was written by the the guy in uh, Blondie who was dating Debbie Harry for most of the time they were yeah. a band one, uh, one of the guys looked a lot like. Um, God, not Nathan, uh, Dimitri Martin. He does. I think it's this guy. It's yeah, was yeah, it yeah. Klein? He's like uh, a Brooklyn. Chris Stein. Chris Stein. Chris Stein. He's the Brooklyn guy. Yeah, and, uh, like Dimitri Martin, I thought. And uh, this, this <laughs> yeah, song was bit. supposedly about a cat, <laughs> but uh, I think it's just a, like a That's love all song. Great songs are. It's like a love song about Debbie Harry. Oh, that's uh, sweet. It's a really good it's song. Dimitri. And there's like... Gets it's in very bubblegum. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's like a kind of a throwback. That's the thing about... 60s throwback. 60s throwback, there's like hand claps and stuff, but it's really... Yeah, it's a little bit outside Blondie's normal lexicon. That's the yeah. thing is that Blondie was, they were like a, you know... The, she transcended barriers, man. She raps. This, this Lower East Side, like, uh, like <laughs> punk band, but they just, once they started cutting records, they were just like every genre. It's Everything like, goes. They have like a reggae song, they have like a rocksteady song, they have like mm-hmm. a disco song, like all in the same thing. And like, I think they, they kind of caught a little bit of shit from the CBBG, like... Uh, like the intense people that were like, where's your so, punk? Where's your punk? And, yeah. But there was like, it was so all over the place that you couldn't even focus your hate on one thing. It was like, I can't get kicked in the teeth in this song, dude. <laughs> Come fuck? on, man. I can't OD to this. <laughs> it's, it's not real, man. Overheard at CBGB. Yeah. Well, that, that was like the amazing thing about the... Gigi the, Allen, shit like, in my mouth. <laughs> rock and roll. Rock and roll, man. It's like, you know, CBBG's going to be at an airport soon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Man, did I ever tell you? So I, I used to live in the East Village, and um, I was walking through the Lower East Side, and there was some dude in, like, you know, uh, like a um, leather jacket with, like, nails sticking out of it, and he was giving, he was giving, like, a CBGB tour of the Lower East Side, and he was, like, you know, some old, like, crust punk rocker, and he was like... Right here is where Gigi Allen took his final steps. It's like, you know, now it's a really nice area and stuff. Right. Like, it's just like, man, how did I find this tour? Dude, I was I was it's flying amazing. out of Newark uh, like a couple of weeks ago, and there was the CBBG like in the in the terminal. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is what it's all about. I know. <laughs> CBD. <laughs> just, we're gonna see if we can we can sign a deal and record like a live app out there at Newark Airport. Yeah, Newark International Great location. Great. It's a destination podcast. Well, I mean, yeah. it's it's like a landmark. It's where it all happens. Where it all happened. <laughs> LaGuardia Terminal. Oh, so track seven. <laughs> Love and Rockets. Shout out to United Airlines, by the way. <laughs> Woo. American Mark, guy. This is Love and Rockets with So Alive. I'm currently uh, Sapphire. Oh. Or no, Ruby? Oh, okay. Ruby? God. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think what it is. I remember this from the movie, but I can't remember what is happening. Yeah, I don't. I can't picture it either. Alright. All right. So, Love and Rockets. vibes I'm getting from that. Love and Rockets. This is like kind of their big hit in quotations. They uh, can't uh, wait to hear the B sides. (laughs) Okay, so Love and Rockets is Bauhaus after uh, Peter Murphy left. Uh, Okay. So it's like everybody in Bauhaus without Peter Murphy, and they have like a bunch of records that are good, and then 
this is like when they got poppy and they hit. And then one of the guys left and they become another band called uh, Tones on Tail. Oh, yeah. Tones on Tail. So Great it's, band. So they're a band that, that evolves by they subtraction. Had a Every had time had... somebody leaves, they just yeah. become a different band. Yeah. <laughs> and they never add anybody for some reason. It's Super just a, group, man. a smaller and smaller band. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I, I have affection for this song, even though I think it's widely known to be one of the worst Eleven Rockets songs. If you're a fan of Love and Rockets, you don't like that song. I don't know. You guys, <laughs> I feel like you guys didn't like it. I like it. Yeah, I didn't like it. Nah, I'm just yeah. kind of one, yeah, monotone. Yeah. <laughs> it's a groove, baby. It's an '80s groove. Groove and the, I just, the the lyrics weirded me out a little bit. Well, or, or just the, the vocals. <laughs> Their lead singer left. All right. <laughs> I mean, this is better than the they half, get better, half-baked guys. soundtrack. Get I will say. <laughs> yeah. I would say that. I'm enjoying it so yeah. far. I think yeah. this is a pretty good soundtrack. I do. There was uh, before I forget that one part in the movie where it's like, oh, what's his name's back from studying abroad, and then it shows that like four-minute montage of that, like that's, his on, that's on the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay. Well. Oh yeah. Blah blah The one thing I will say is that. Featured prominently in the movie is Faith by George Michael in yeah. a scene where they're they're like drinking and dancing in a hotel it's room. It's cutting between their uh, dinner scene with yeah. their parents. The parents, their moms, their parents right? are like getting pilled up at dinner. not on the soundtrack? It's not on the Can't soundtrack. Yeah. George Michael, man, he's pricey. That's yeah, like that's... Uh, Dire Straits, Romeo and Juliet wasn't on... Um, Empire Records? Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, okay. okay. yeah. 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 I was like waiting for that one. You can't clear. You can't clear. I, w- I would like to if, if some like bizarre band had done a generic cover for it, so it could be on the soundtrack. Yeah, but that's, it didn't. It didn't happen. That's the yeah, go-to. Give us some lemon heads, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> yeah. what, what do we got to work? Yeah. Right what here? do we say? Just call up the wallflowers. Yeah, where were the wallflowers? Yeah, wallflowers, man. Where, where, where are the Smash wallflowers? And you need them. <laughs> they were on another call, and it just didn't happen. Uh, we're eight tracks deep. We haven't mentioned Smash Mouth one time. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Yeah, uh, everyone put money in the smash mouth, smash mouth jar. Smash mouth. Smash mouth. Right, Looks like t- Tom and Andy are making a second appearance on the soundtrack here with uh, this track is titled Pre Saturday Night Party Party. <laughs> yeah. I love a good pregame. Yeah. Let's see at the bar. Right. Uh, maybe we should just stay in. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, this is essentially just score in the film. Yeah, yeah. It's another scene where something's happening backwards. Apparently it's a phenomenal book, but the movie, I thought, was pretty lackluster. Mm-hmm. I, I remember at the time I liked it, but uh, there's something like just like so gross about everything that happened. Yeah. I don't think it's aged well. I think, like, uh, yeah, American Psycho has, like, a little bit of a leap where it's, like, kind of so surreal and you're, like, question. And this is kind of just, like, a a story about bad people in college and having bad things happen to them and doing bad Mm -hmm. things to each other. Apparently, the director of American Psycho, who's a woman, by the way, uh, one of her biggest regrets is that she made it feel like it was a little surreal. Or like the ending was ambiguous and like, I think wait, it's was perfect, it all man. in his head, man? But like the book is not like that. It's like oh, okay. he's definitely doing it. It's like a, about the unstoppable Wall Street that was in the eighties. I think I both guess. ways are, are great. The director, the writer and director of this, or maybe not the writer, the adapt, you know, adaptation. Yeah, he has an Oscar for he co-wrote Pulp Fiction with Quentin Tarantino, actually, oh, hey. which I didn't realize that might have been. 
which we all can say is a pretty good movie. Yeah, it's an amazing movie. <laughs> <It's kidding>. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, so he directed this and a crazy. few other I things. I liked Fiction. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> the director of this movie, he like got drunk and killed somebody <laughs> like driving. Oh my god! And then, uh, and I was like, what? I was reading about, it. and so then he he got like sentenced to like a year in jail, but with like a work release where he can go to work every day and then go back to jail. Yeah. But apparently he was like tweeting something about it. Like something annoying, and then they just locked him up. <laughs> so I think he might be done. <laughs> like, come on, how much better can you have it, man? Quit tweeting. Get off Twitter. Get off Twitter. Oh, man. You got away with murder, literally. <laughs> He's like the Roger Stone of, of feature film. Getting political. Looks like uh, Tom and Andy were uh, some audio nerds. They uh, developed a audio format called Mono SR, which is a open source audio format that maintains the simplicity of uh, monaural sound when motion picture delivery requirements include Dolby Digital Noise Reduction. Oh, what do you guys well, want to do one, tonight? That was one of my main complaints. <laughs> Didn't that song sound a little uh, a little mono to you? It sounded like it was written yeah. by like audio nerds. Yeah, yeah. Tom and Andy. Thanks, guys. You guys <laughs> Thanks, are geniuses. Tom. Thanks, Andy. Tom and Andy, one word, I think. Yeah, Tom and Andy, one word. <laughs> All right, Nikki, what do we got next? Uh, let's take a little peek here. Ooh, this is Starland Vocal Band with Afternoon Delight. Nice. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon so, delight. Not to get controversial. This Wait, can we get a little taste? A little more of a taste? Okay, okay. that's okay. Love you. I'm going to take my shirt off, though. But yeah. Yeah. Got my lighter going right now. So how long can we play this without getting sued? <laughs> I think that's it. You okay, I think we just crossed the mark. There's a, what you guys can't see is that there's a, like a red meter <laughs> that starts no! like, like going into danger territory. We actually have like a, a lawyer on retainer and he just starts throwing pens across the studio at us. <laughs> and then it's a little hard. <laughs> um, is that song about incest? <laughs> Because I feel oh. like it's been made fun of a lot for me. But no, I the think question on everyone's mind. There's not a single lyric that that says no, I anything think that, about incest. That, right? that was just from the uh, Arrested, Arrested Development thing, because right? it was a karaoke thing that they would. It was at a family event and it seems innocuous and they start singing it and realize that it's about sex. Okay. I remember listening to Norm Macdonald on a radio show and that that song was one of the bumpers coming in. Yeah. And he was just like, "What is this filth?" <laughs> <laughs> so you can put that on the air. That's disgusting. But even, like, it's pretty subtle as far as, like, the... My motto's always been, when it's right, it's right. (laughs) Yikes. Yikes. I think they're kind of known as a one-hit wonder, but they actually co-wrote Country Roads with uh, John Denver. Dude, Country Roads is having a big moment right now. There's a big meme. That song is, like, etched in stone. Yeah. That song is, like, like an American canon, like, permanent song. And Afternoon Delight... Who would have thought? You can make fun of it, but, dude, that song is good. <laughs> I like that song, yeah. I just thought it was about, you know. <laughs> that weird, like, slide whistle it's got. Yeah, I mean. Oh, that's going to be our transition sound <laughs> into ad. ad some, some of the production choices are a little yes. suspect, but I, as a guilty pleasure, and it's fully as a guilty pleasure, yeah. but I think we can all agree that we, we enjoy it. That's kind of like, you know, I have my headphones in all the time these days, and I'm like, 
why do I not just listen to what I want to listen to all the time? <laughs> no one's ever going to see what I'm listening to. So, like, you know what? If I want to listen to Afternoon Delight right now in the gym, I'm going to do it. <laughs> well, you get people on the subway in New York City that will look over at your Spotify yeah, and yeah. kind of peek at what you're like, Is this up. person cool? <laughs> nah. nah. <laughs> they never are, man. <laughs> I told you, we, we were talking about, this is like a, a month ago, we were talking about doing the Empire Records. Yeah. Uh, still talking about Still it. talking about still it. Still talking about it. Um, this is the early days of the podcast, and I was on a subway, and there was this punk girl with like a bunch of face piercings and like you know like pretty aggressive i was like oh, yeah. yeah and i like was saying and i looked down and she had her phone out and it was empire record soundtrack wow yeah a little cool, moment man. there you're like let's do this podcast let's do this yeah. this podcast is happening Hi. we're on the pulse i uh i'm sorry to bother you i um <laughs> i have a podcast uh, no no where, where are you going where are you going <laughs> That's <laughs> my opener. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the JMZ. <laughs> yeah, shout out Ooh. to the JMZ. All right. Uh, yeah. uh, Afternoon delight. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I think it's time for a break. Yeah. Am I right about that, Nikki? Uh, I think it's about time for a break. We have right. through. Do we have a Lisa ad that we can say or something like that? Be right back no, we don't have any sponsors yet. But uh, yeah. Yeah. maybe yeah. we don't know. We don't know when this is going out. No, let's uh, let's give it up for our sponsor. Uh, <laughs> and hold for editing and good. Be right back. <laughs> Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. Uh, please like and subscribe and make sure to rate and review on iTunes. That's important. Spotify, you can also find us there. Caleb? Uh, we really appreciate it. And also we're on social media if you want to find us on Twitter. That is at TracklistingPod. And I think you can find us on Instagram. Instagram is TracklistingPodcast. And I think we actually might have an old-fashioned website. Oh, TracklistingPodcast.com. <laughs> and uh, no Facebook. <laughs> No Facebook allowed. Sorry, Mark. Too old. You ruined our democracy! Thanks for listening. We love y'all. Welcome back to Track Listing, the podcast where, what do we want to say this time? An architect, a doctor, and a lawyer. A butcher's daughter. The artist's husband. All right, so before before we get back to the rules of attraction uh, soundtrack, yes, I have a little bit of a game. This is another edition, another edition of which game are we about to play? It's covers blown. (laughs) So this actually, I I will say, I think this soundtrack is the first soundtrack in a long time that doesn't have a weird cover attached to it. I I don't think there's any covers. Really? Is that true? You can uh, take you can do a little digging on that while I talk. So so original, Caleb. Uh, but we are going to listen to some covers today, mm-hmm. and so we're going to play some inauspicious covers. And some of these uh, aren't going to be good. Is that well, the deal? Well, well, you know that's up to, that's up to the listener. Covers uh, blown. So this is covers blown, the Lizard King edition. Okay. <laughs> All right. What so, the fuck have you been up to since I've been I, out of town? I've been I've been listening to a lot of the Doors lately. Uh, mm. Which is the door? The Doors are kind of a. a they're like a wildly debated group lately in yeah. that they're a little bit ridiculous. But I think when you lately? actually... Yeah. I think, I think they've been... No, well, they kind of came back into the zeitgeist, and a lot of people are kind of giving shit 
to the doors. What, yeah, br- well, what brought them back into our conversation? Just, I think there's like a, a little bit of a reevaluation of Jim Morrison as like the most ridiculous person in the world right. because he's like a you know the Lizard King. He pulled his dick out on purpose. <laughs> he's a, he's, he's just, just self-important a, too. Like he, yeah, there was yeah, no, yeah. no, it's all, no it's all, it's all pretense. Yeah. But I think I've been like digging back to, and if I the think the Lost Boys like him. A lot yeah. of the songs, a lot of the songs hold up. For a band that was not around for very long, I think they had some hits. L.A. Woman. It's fantastic. So these are some of our favorite Doors songs, but not sung by the Doors. So oh, uh, so the question is, how if you do know the Doors, these are the Doors uh, sung by some of our favorite bands here on podcast. I bet. Uh, okay, so round number one. Love Me Two Times. I don't know if you guys are Love familiar with Love Me Two Times, babe. I swear to God. If Smash Mouth is on this, I'm going to punch hey, hey, Caleb relax, so relax, hard. relax. <laughs> it's like two wallflower. I'm gonna we give fell you... for this trap last time. All right. So the question is, Love Me Two Times. It was okay. covered by one, one of our favorite bands. Was it covered by Aerosmith? Was it covered by Smash Mouth? Oh, God. Or was it covered by Days of the New? Oh, days of the new. I thought I'd go the rest of my life without hearing that. Chris, let's have a little, let's talk about this over here. Let's table discussion. Nick, I think it's going to be Aerosmith. I do too. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, that's it. (laughs) Caleb, we have our uh, spawns here. You're locked in. Caleb, you can come back in the room. Let's hear the the track. This is Love Me Two Times. Let's see who the fuck. There he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steven Tyler hatching from an egg. <laughs> Amazing. Oh. Great work, Chris. What a dirtbag. Congratulations, guys. That was good. That was pretty good. You what was that, that for? Was so that just like a that, one-off? That was actually for a soundtrack. That was for Air America, the uh, uh, Mel Gibson uh, vehicle from like 1990. Air America? What? Uh, we'll, we'll, do a, we'll do that soundtrack, I'm Ooh, sure, at some point. boy. Point. I have never heard band with that. Air in the oh, title somehow. Air I didn't want to put a, I didn't want to put a date on it because then it would have given it away. Like there's only one of those bands that would have done something in 1990. True. Mm. And I. Well, you never know. Days, of the, Days right. of the New. Yes. So uh, for our second round, okay. Lizard King Edition. I don't know if you guys are familiar <laughs> with the song Peace Frog. I think yeah, it's. I think I it's actually the most underrated Doors song. You've. You've said this to me before that it, you love this song. It's really good. Is yeah. that on Morrison Hotel? It's uh yes, it's on Morrison yeah. Hotel. Okay. There there is one embarrassing part where he does like uh <laughs> he does like two weird flex but he okay. He does like two lines of bad poetry in the middle which oh, is kind of a bummer. God. All right, but uh, uh, we're not talking about the doors right now. We're talking about a cover. Was Peace Frog covered by Aerosmith? <laughs> was it covered by Smash Mouth? <laughs> or was it covered by Days of the New. Uh, Chris, you want to step yeah. outside here with me? Yeah, yeah, okay, let's walk outside for a sec. Um, let's just close the door. Um, I think it's going to be... Well, last time it was two wallflowers in a row and then yes. a surprise third. Right, so, so are we getting wise to... A thread. Caleb's tricks. A through line. I think it's Smash Mouth. Um, Peace Frog. I'm going to say Aerosmith, if you want to stay... I'm going to stay Smash Mouth. Okay. Um, First time that's ever been said. You know what? I'm going to stick with Smash Mouth. You guys want to go? No, I'm going to stay Smash Mouth. (laughs) All right, let's go back in. Okay. Okay. All right, close it. Hey, Caleb. Oh, hey, everybody. Thanks. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I just had to step out for a second. Uh, So let's let's hear hear the track. This is Peace Frog by Question Mark. (laughs) 
Hey. Fucking asshole. It's Eros. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh! <gasps> no, dude! Yeah! <laughs> Wait, <laughs> get a little too funky. Is that Days the New? This is Smash Mouth. <laughs> Who is singing? I think it's the guy, but he's just, he's doing a little bit of a Jim Wait, Morris. I want to hear more of this. There, you got oh. oh yeah, is, oh it's weird to hear him not sing with his normal yeah. affectation. Is this like a young Smash? <laughs> no. Somebody. What if you, he was in a tragic have, accident that when, made yeah. him? I thought you guys would know immediately with the scratching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's those guitars and yeah that DJ sound that gives well, it away. Maybe this was like a DMC collaboration. Oh man, okay, Run so DMC with Aerosmith again. All Caleb right. crafts a tricky game. Yeah, right, Smash Mouth. So I we, win. We only have one more track. Uh, oh no! So we get back to <laughs> I don't know if you guys know the song "The End" by The Doors. It's a great song. Love that track. Now, which which one's that one? This is uh, <laughs> featured in what soundtrack? Apocalypse Fam- Now. Great scene. Great, uh, the soundtrack great. to Oliver Stone's film The Doors. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we all we all know the famous Jim Morrison version, but how well do you know covers of The End? Was it covered by Aerosmith? Hmm. Was it covered by Smash Mouth? Or was it covered by Days of the New? Uh, Chris, you want yeah, to step yeah, aside? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go step aside. <laughs> Ooh, listeners at home can't, can't see. They can't reject. see that the seething anger is spreading over everybody's face right now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Urge to kill rising. <laughs> well, I, you know the kind of the swampy sludginess of uh, Days, Days of the New. The new. I would, think it's going to be Would Days lend itself to the... I don't see Aero, I don't see Steven Tyler wanting to sing This Is The End. My beautiful friend. Smash Mouth singing it just sounds ridiculous. Like, But, you know, if, if I've learned anything on this podcast, it's that Smash Mouth can do anything. Or, or has, has chosen to I do I feel like anything. Days of the New might actually, in reality, be too big of a fetch. I'm going with Days of the New. It, it, yeah, I don't know. You're going to go Days of the New? I think so. I think so. Because they're pretty swampy, they're pretty sludgy. And I'll, like... I'll go Days of the New with you. Okay. Yeah, solidarity. Okay, cool, man. Let's go. This back. is the end. Bye. Could be any man's game. I know, yeah. Time's gonna tell. This better not be a fucking 20 minute intro on this track. Yeah, I could a stay bit of awake. Just to feel you The question is did I put Daisy in with just a poison pill? Yeah. Just to fuck with your guys' heads. They couldn't be this melodic, though. It is Days of the Nui. No man, try it. It's called Hash. Give it to that series of beaded doors. This is the end. Stays the nail. Stays the nail. Oh, good job, Dart. Dart, and that was a clean sweep. Three I'm, for I'm three. Impressed. I'm getting better. What yeah, was that impressed. made for, Caleb? 
There was an unfortunate tribute album, uh, which oh, actually no. had yes. a cover by Creed that I thought about throwing in. Ooh. But since Days of the New, an inexplicable band that I've never heard spoiled of. It. I'm not playing a Creed song on this fucking soundtrack. What? <laughs> what's, that, what's that effect? It's like once you hear about something, you see it everywhere. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. it's, just, it's, it's like the Jim Carrey 23 movies. Like 23 <laughs> oh, yeah, hands, 23 <laughs> fingers, 23 BMWs, I know, 23 Days Pikachus. The, Days of the New is apparently a huge band that I'd never heard until like a month ago, and yeah. it's in everything. Now <laughs> Jesus, I can't get away. It's like yeah. Smash Mouth with me. I can't fucking get on the subway without seeing a Smash Mouth ad. They're everywhere. Days right. of the new. All right, guys. Well, right. Thanks Thank for playing. Thank you, Caleb. Thank that you. was very good. I really, I, got it. I take my hat good. off to you. I thought that I had fucked up your head enough for the last round that you were going to try to double up on one of the bands. Caleb's just like gaslighting <laughs> me now. <It's>, <laughs> and <laughs> once again, we'd like to give a shout out to Jeremiah MC100 for his Jeopardy Trap remix. Thank you, Jeremiah. <laughs> this yeah. podcast would not be possible without your uh, <laughs> sonic efforts. Thank you, Jeremiah. All right. Back, back to the soundtrack for All Rules right. of Attraction. Okay. Oh, man. We're about halfway through. What do we got next, uh, Nikki? Uh, ooh, this is great. Up next, we have the... This is uh, track number 10. This is Without You uh, by one and only Harry Nielsen. Incomparable Harry Nielsen. The incomparable. No, I can't forget tomorrow when I think we built him up a lot, and then he started with that. Dude, Harry Nielsen is a yeah. beast. Yeah. He's the best. Uh, see, lime in a coconut. Okay. That's on the same album as this. That album is bananas. No, it's actually coconuts. <laughs> King of Slam. Come on, dad, dad jokes. jokes. Dad jokes. For all the dads out there. <laughs> this is for all you dads out there. Yeah, yeah. So the album is Niels- Nielsen Schmielsen. It famously yeah, has so this good. song, Lime in the Coconut. It has uh, Let the Good Times Roll. It has... Uh, Jump into the fire, which is like a hot track. That's on. Jump into the fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like uh, on uh, Goodfellas. I think it's. I, I think it's Scors- when the uh, planes are flying over and he's trying to like chop up the garlic and cook some pasta. Dude, Scorsese yeah. has put that in like five yeah. movies. Definitely a big <laughs> LCD influence. Too, yeah, yeah, for sure. Ray Liotta's just uh, losing it, yeah. dude. Harry Nielsen Pre-Botox is like, Leota. yeah, he's a bizarre chameleon in that like, and he wrote a bunch of songs. Like, Good band one, name right there. One is the only, one is the loneliest number was him. Yeah, really? Uh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, he's, uh, he's amazing. Amazing guy. Amazing guy. Uh, I like that song. John how guys, Lennon how guys, liked it. How do you guys feel about that song? That's, That's a great, great track. Yeah. Harry Nielsen. Yeah, I mean it's very. Yacht Rocky dad music, I think, um, which He's I love. featured heavily in soundtracks too, with like everybody's talking. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was original for. Uh, do you mean Look Who's Talking? Who's on the Look Who's Talking? <laughs> Look Who's Talking now. Now, okay. I think you're now. thinking of John Travolta He's talking too. Yes, yeah. Yes. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. For what is um, Midnight Cowboy? Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. That, everybody's talking. Me. I don't know what they're saying. Oh yeah, Dude, man. Harry Nielsen, all the way. Monster, the best. Midnight Cowboy. That soundtrack's so good. That's all there is to say. (laughs) It's just, it's great. It's great. So let's move on. Yeah, we gotta move on. Great song. Great song. I mean, it's super melodramatic, and I think it's it scores like. Is he uh, dead? Is Harry Nielsen dead? Yeah, 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 unfortunately. Um, He was like famously drinking buddies with John Lennon, and when I say drinking buddies, like famous blackout drinking. Nice. (laughs) I love that. Like seventies drinking, drinking yeah, during the like, anymore. We're talking Carlisle Hotel drinking. Man. Who's yeah. that guy? Ollie, you can't Ollie even do that. Reed, Ollie Reed style drinking. It's the kind of drinking you can't do in public anymore <laughs> yeah, in the modern day. People, everybody's got a cell phone on them. You can't see like 
John Lennon and Harold Nielsen like pouring out of a Lower East Side bar. Were we talking like Orson Welles level drink? Oh yeah. Dude, Harry Nielsen is a man who posed on his most famous record wearing like a bathrobe. Nice. Nice. He's, oh yeah, that's great. Every, I, I encourage every, I implore that everybody listen. Did you to say album. he's hell yeah? No, no, no. Oh. Well, I like that though. Let's start using. That. He's so hell yeah, dude. He's, he's hell, hell yeah. yeah. Harry Nielsen yeah. fucks. Yeah. He fu- oh he fucks. This guy fucks. Dude, do yourself a favor and watch Oliver Reed drunk on TV. He would get blackout drunk and go on like this weird like. Uh, McLaughlin group sort of like British style oh, like just a, just a bunch of people chatting and he's like blind drunk with his collar like popped up and they're like what do we do with this guy what's happening what's happening <laughs> Dude, no one can drink like those guys alright all right, Nick what the, do we got uh, 70s British audio group. codec pioneers Tom and Andy making another appearance their third appearance on the soundtrack uh, Tom and Andy it's a little uh, bit of a dip Tom and Andy featuring uh, Kip Pardue with European Vacation so this is this is Darden's favorite part of the movie right the yeah. took a charter flight on a DC-10 to London landed at Heathrow took a cab to the city center don't let people lie to you hostels are for the ugly I'm staying at home house in a beautiful hotel in the world called a friend from school who was selling hash but she wasn't in met a couple of kids who were taking me to the street don't talk about this is a great song don't talk about it my favorite part wait for it I wandered around trying to get laid until it started to rain then went back to home house Ministry of Sound is dead so I go to REM form but it's game everyone knows Ministry of Sound's dead yeah uh, I still yeah. I do listen to this to fall asleep. I mean, this is kind of this is like a little bit in the realm of like Pulp Fiction, where you have the quotes from the movie, and this is like something that would have taken off if it was like a very successful movie, which it wasn't. Yeah, I like that this listed like an actual song, like European <laughs> featuring Kit Pardue. But I'm, I'm glad it's <laughs> love Kit Pardue. Yeah, I'm glad it's on the soundtrack. You know, because that is that's like probably the the one thing I do remember about that movie more vividly really? than it. Oh yeah, well, because you know, I don't know if uh, you guys know this, but I studied abroad in Barcelona. Uh, oh, so Nick's never Barcelona. Yeah, I don't. So, I don't think Chris has uh, mentioned there. this before. This. Uh, this is new. This is some breaking news right here. You know, a lot of people when they study abroad, they they don't tell people about it afterwards. So, oh, so this is you know, oh, you guys. You let the secret. secret you let the secrets spill. <laughs> no, uh, the paella. The paella. <laughs> The sex tourism. Oh, oh no. cats out of the box. No bag. Cats yeah. out of the bag. I just realized that um, in this part of the movie, Kip Pardue, the famous Kip, yeah. is uh, explaining this to one of the guys from uh, American Pie. Yeah, yeah. With a goatee. Just yeah. how you know he's a different character. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Ooh, sneaky. <laughs> right, can I just say the reason why I said uh, sex tourism? Because was, that's what I feel like that guy was doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That video is just no, it's, not because of that. It's uh, <laughs> backtracking. Yeah, so this part in the movie, it's introing a character who they've like mentioned the whole time. Uh, I think it's uh, Sossaman's like erstwhile boyfriend who's been she, studying abroad. So she thinks. Yeah, she, he, he doesn't know who he she is. So you say, are you? Uh, yeah, but it, it's like scumbaggy, but since it's a movie, it's like glorifyingly scumbaggy in the way of like, uh, you know, like uh, Wolf of Wall Street or Scarface or any such like. But he, but he actually did that, right? Isn't that the deal? That with was the... you. You were telling me this. I've never, I haven't heard this. Before, yeah, but... like that. That was a like a film in itself, and they like chopped it together and like tried to get backing and stuff like that. But in, I think in the film, know, it's, it's like time, time lapse kind of documentary type footage. Yeah. 
Tom and Andy's work on that track is top notch. <laughs> Excellent production, Tom and Andy. <laughs> Nick is a huge Tom and Andy fan. Did you Love one word? Tandy. <laughs> do you guys know? Uh, do you guys know Casey? I think it's Nasdaq or something like that. Nasdaq. Oh, I have a story about this, but go ahead. I okay. do know who this is. Uh, he basically he did something very similar for, to this for like a Nike campaign. And it was like, like a vlogger. Yeah, he's like a he's an influencer that like you know mm. uh, like he'll travel all over the world and like for the do people cool at home tell uh, what what's an influencer? <laughs> <laughs> it's I like mean, a hypnotist, basically. basically yeah, yeah. Wow. dazzles you with trickery <laughs> and then it's paid for it somehow. They basically they blow dust in your face and then you kind of like lose track of time and then you're emptying out your ATM. Okay, but he did something. The devil's weed. <laughs> He was like, Nike asked, uh, like, gave us $100,000 to make, like, an ad campaign. And what did we do? Instead, we traveled Europe. <laughs> and I know exactly what you're talking about. Everything... I saw it before, like, a Toy Story movie or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. And he's also just, like, staying in, like, super nice hotels. And then there's, like, there's no substance to any of it except right. for he's like running and you're like i guess this is about nike yeah, but like, like we blew the whole budget but it was but we're honest about it and we made this documentary no, it was like a complete there was like a drake video where they're giving away the money for the video and this is like a video where he's spending it on himself yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would happen and it's like either like of course they asked you to do like they've seen all of your work and it's very like gorilla you know that sort of stuff so they were just like yeah just act like you know you're you're sticking one like you're sticking it to the man but he right. like ran out of money in like seven days so, like, oh, you couldn't stretch a hundred thousand dollars or whatever like 80 grand in like whatever and they're like flying first class and eating like, like a nobleman they all they all get the gout <laughs> the king's so, toe yeah. so I, I work in tribeca and uh i was like oh, walking down there's like this uh walking down like, like broadway loft it doesn't matter and there was always like kids like staring up into this one building, and uh, it was like I was eating like lunch next to this place every day. And then I walked past, and there was a door, and it had like a sign posted saying "No selfies." And I was like, "What the fuck?" Hmm. And uh, I, like I finally sign. like yeah. I like went on uh, like uh, Instagram geotags to figure out like what people are posting from this spot, and it's like Chris is uh, Casey Nastet's apartment. Nice. And apparently he does. He's like a vlogger, so every once in a while he'll be like. Oh, like, and he's like videotaping himself with fans in front of whatever. So everybody just wants to like get tagged or whatever. And there's just like a crowd constantly hovering outside this building. Uh, and that dude's a charlatan. Like yeah. he's a he's a snake oil salesman. He is. He's degree. like he's like Bono <laughs> without no doing any good or a band because he like he always has the same sunglasses on. He's like constantly trying to hide his face. It's, it's really <laughs> it's 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 Bono without the B. Oh no! Yoko. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's it's the epitome of like uh, high production value, zero substance. You know no, what I mean? No. People like, say I'm that we uh, people say that we go into digressions on this podcast. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't think so. Tom and Andy, <laughs> come on the pod. Thank you for track eleven. All right, Nikki, what have we got coming up on the soundtrack? Uh, this is a digression. <laughs> track twelve is Mila Jovovich with the gentleman who fell. Oh, little Inya, little Inya, you know. Uh, triple threat. I know. 
But you've seen her dance? She I can was, dance. I was saying modeling. <laughs> oh, modeling is famous for oh, her modeling. Yeah. I was like, which three are we talking about? Here? <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, I'm not a huge Jovovich fan. I, wow. Okay, so she has all right, a so songwriting career I like, that I was not aware. Yeah. Of. <laughs> Until <Okay>. just now. <laughs> just now. I've kind of, um, I think in this episode, I've been put in the place of like kind of uh, selling this soundtrack to you guys. Yeah. And this, I got to take this one on the chin. This is a. <laughs> wow. It's uh, not a bad song. This it's is, not a bad song. It's not as bad as it should be, but we're like handicapping that this is a Mia Jovovich song for a movie that Mia Jovovich does not appear in, which is yeah. uh, frankly baffling. And I can't really, you know, whatever. Well, th- that is, you're very. Right. I am judging it on the fact that it is Mila Jovovich singing. And I'm like, yeah. it's not bad! Like, like, <laughs> if it was on its own, I would have been like... I honestly... Okay. I, I can't tell you how many times I've listened to the soundtrack uh, back when I had, like owned it. And I do not remember the song at all. Hmm. And I had, I had no memory of uh, Mila Jovovich. What's it called again? The, the Gentleman Who Fell... I read about she like she had a record deal. It was what like does a thing. That mean? The music video is cool. It's there was there was apparently the original music video was uh was starring uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Hey. And she uh Jovovich scrapped it because she wasn't happy. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> what? Oh, oh what? Wait. Oh, we got guys, some, uh... I think we have some breaking news. Guys, guys, I'm oh getting gosh. something in my earpiece here. What is this? Uh, breaking news. This is probably some like really good news. Right? We are live. <laughs> we cut to who's our reporter today? Uh, all right, Keel I... Brown in the field. <laughs> <laughs> I have a headline uh, from earlier today. Actually, that's how fresh and hot this news is. Uh, Brett Easton Ellis under fire after asinine interview about Donald Trump and Me Too. What? No. <laughs> Brett Easton Ellis. Yeah, Brett, yeah. <laughs> Brett Easton Ellis said that? He said something ridiculous about Trump and or Me Too? There's some uh, very recent and breaking news about Brett. He's a little I bit of a dick. Shocked. <laughs> I am I am shocked. How dare you? Oh. There's a Okay, so there's oh, a no. oh. Brett Easton Ellis is, you know, obviously, uh, he's like a liberal, he's an artist, he's a gay man, uh, but above all else, he's an aging white man with a, a lot of money. Provocateur. And you know what happens? Triple threat. What happens when you're, uh, when you're, an, you're like oh, an aging white man with a lot of money is that you lose touch with virtually everything. Yeah, yeah you just, you just kind of sit in your tower and... No. I remember, uh, like, um, last year sometime... Uh, he's very, or he used to be very active on Twitter. I don't know if he still is, but he apparently, uh, I think he was meant to be DMing somebody, but he like tweeted out to his Coke dealer. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) He like ordered cocaine, like live on Twitter (laughs) to the entire internet. Um. Yeah. Just ring the bell. If, um, I wish that was the breaking news that like dropped in for the breaking George news at the front desk. Just, if George doesn't let you in, just say you're with me. It's fine. <laughs> What's the password? What's the ma- <laughs> oh uh, god, that's that's one of my like that is a hilarious thing about like um aging aging famous people just completely it's, not it's, knowing how to use social media. Yeah, out of touch. <laughs> it's like out of the touch. touch. Out of mind. <laughs> yeah. Freddie uh, Ellis. Uh, just yeah, lock I it mean, up, Brett. He, lock it up. Been... So, so what did what exactly did he say? I I like skimmed the article. It's it wasn't. He's just kind of a dick, and he was just kind of uh, dismissive about. Um, I mean, he he's anti-Trump, 
but he was dismissive of like his of he's like oh people are being hysteric whatever blah 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 mm-hmm. and and then he uh he like kind of discounted the me too movement in a way but he's always he he has a mm-hmm. podcast i don't know if he's still doing it i've listened to it some and, and he's always talking about um like outrage culture and how people can't um interact with with art properly and that art art should outrage sometimes yeah and I think, like everybody, he's just, he's so insulated that he doesn't, he just doesn't realize what it's like for so many people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's not a woman. He's not, like, yeah. we, well, well if, if you're, like, well a, a rich white person, you're like, yeah, why are people freaking out about Trump? Like, my life doesn't change at all. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Uh, Whatever. Uh, well, <laughs> I wish we had news. another breaking news segment right, to, like, drop in on that. Let's cut back to the boys uh, in the studio. The soundtrack. Thank you, Caleb. <laughs> 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 Don't shoot the messenger, Jesus. <laughs> the messenger, Mila Jovovich, back in the soundtrack. Oh, full circle. We're coming up a little full circle here with track uh, 13. Uh, Tom and Andy are back. Uh, Nick's favorite duo. Yes, the best uh, audio production duo. On mm. this soundtrack. Mm. <laughs> How many of these do they have? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, oh, no. just three out of nine. There are a lot of movies, and we uh, we haven't really discussed how to handle this properly. I think we might do some movies that have large elements of score and just do the pop tracks and, and not, like, suffer it through the second half. Yeah. Uh, but in this one, they're, they're mixed in. It is what it is. Our new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is track 13. This is Tom and Andy with Snow Theater slash Final Steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another reverse shot, right? This reverse? I think that's a safe bet. It's not, it's fine. Let's play it in. It's cool, but it is played uh, rewound, it sounds like. Something's played backwards there. I like that they're like playing that for the director of the film, and he's like, it's fine. <laughs> it'll, it'll work, yeah. yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? Sure, why not? It's Tom and Andy's final appearance on uh, the Rules of Attraction soundtrack. I'm sure we're going to be hearing from them pretty soon on yeah, another episode. Yeah, yeah. They'll be calling in. Oh, they'll be back. <laughs> we got our skypline up and running now, so we are ready to take voice calls, guys. This is exciting. New gear. Well, not much to say about yeah. that, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, the third appearance from Tom and Andy. I don't. Uh, do, do you guys remember what was uh, happening in the movie? I think it's snowing. Vanderbeek's crying, or he's not crying. No, that's the the bells, right? That's when Vanderbeek. Uh, when the snowflake falls on Vanderbeek's face, and uh, it looks like a tear because he can't cry because he's a sociopath. It sounds like you're like speaking in poetry <laughs> right now. <laughs> For listeners at home, uh, everybody's reaction here in the studio to that song. It's a scene from uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Where it's a three percent, just, just looking, staring eyes, back yeah. at each other, like waiting for somebody to say something. <laughs> you know, you go, you go. around. Pretty tense in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, score. What do you want? It's fine. It's fine. I just would, instead of that track, it would have been nice if um, oh, the, the George Michael the George song, Michael. Was, uh, not included on the soundtrack, would Faith. have been on there. Faith. Faith. I would have got to have it. Even even a bad cover. Even, Even a bad cover. If only there was a cover 
of that song. Wait, what are you guys talking about? Is there, is there some sort of cover to Faith? <laughs> that I don't oh, know boy. Uh, no. Am I going to do it? Am bonus, I going to play the, the bonus track? Uh, if this had been on the soundtrack. <laughs> this feels like an inside joke. Let's just get all, let's just get, I'll give you a little hint here. This yeah, yeah. Uh, video has 18 million views. Whoa. <laughs> so that could be, I mean, uh, okay. so that's either Christina Aguilera or... This is pretty good. It sounds like. This is. Um, I think I heard this before I heard the original. Oh, yeah. I did not, but I definitely heard this before I heard anything else by this band. <laughs> this is their break. Their breakout. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. Uh, Jonathan really, Davis they're, making they're an appearance really in the video here. Who is it? Jonathan Davis of Corn making an appearance in the video oh, here. Oh no! Wait, what? No, no. Uh, uh, uh. I wish the song would just kind of continue with this vibe. Yeah. Why, why are you turning it up? <laughs> oh, that's so bad. It would have been a different movie. Turn it off. Fred Durst, where are you these days? What has Fred Durst been up here? He's doing fine. He's doing fine. He's doing fine. He probably is doing great. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to close that video. We don't need to revisit that. But, uh, yeah. I'm going to block that. <laughs> block that video on the laptop. Gotta have faith. <laughs> Those limp biscuits. Gotta have faith. Oh, yeah. For the... <laughs> For those who don't know, um, for all the people we inflicted a fresh pain upon, that yeah. was actually Limp Bizkit. I was unaware of it for a long time, and uh, you two assholes. Uh, it, it makes it makes the world a worse place knowing that that exists. You're at a party. I don't know Chris. Chris, come into this room. Yeah. Come in here. I got to play some for you, man. Here, put these headphones here, on. Here, sit down. Yeah. No, sit down. <laughs> We've been hiding this from you for a long time. You need to know. All right, let's. Uh, what do we got next on the actual soundtrack? Uh, we have track fourteen, the last track. The last track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last track. Oh, thank you guys for coming on this for this voyage. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us over tonight. <laughs> what are the What are the rules of a track? <laughs> uh, it's getting into like a James Lipton thing. Yeah. yeah. Your favorite color. <laughs> what are? All right, let's hear the fucking song, guys. <laughs> this is track fourteen. This is Erasure with. Stop. There we go. So this Whoa. is uh, it's got some Super Mario sounds. There's a dance party going in here. So this is a uh, Vince Clark's uh, Vince Clark's second appearance on the soundtrack because mm-hmm. he's a uh, Welcome back Clark. Part of the duo of <laughs> Yaz slash Yazoo. Um, right, Yaz Yazoo. Erasure is definitely my least favorite of his yeah. projects. Yeah, that's, um, it but was, it was his final form. Is that the deal? <laughs> that was, Unfortunately, <laughs> that was the giant mecca. Yeah, was, mecca Vince Clark. Just an uh, eight hundred eight machine. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so, but it's. I have to say, a few of their songs, and that's one of them. Is it's like so joyful. I kind of can't be angry at it. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's so good. It's, it's kind of great. It's undeniably, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. 
Uh, We're going out on the town. (laughs) I remember, like, back in the days of the BMG uh, 12 albums for 12 cents, um, that was, for whatever reason, because I, like... Like knew the name Erasure or something. For some reason, I like got one of the Erasure. It's like Erasure's greatest hits or something. Uh, back when I was probably like twelve or thirteen, and then I got it. And I was just like, "What? What is this? <laughs> you didn't it like not, it? It was not for me." It, there, there's a lot of misses with uh, Erasure. Yeah, yeah. I feel there's a lot of misses. I definitely, I think, as as like a as a a man the age that I am, a man who's constantly looking for joy, I appreciate it now more than ever. I was <laughs> right? like, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I think we got a little bit too much, uh, too, more than we bargained for with that like explanation a, of that song. It's joyful music. As cheesy as, as cheesy as it is, it's like, you know. That song may just save my rating for this soundtrack. Oh, we'll really? see. Okay. We'll see. We're going to have to rate this sucker. Oh, that's right. We yes, do that. We do have to, to rate it. Our legal uh, obligation. Right. Do you want me to lead off? This is my this is my pick after this is all. Caleb's pick. I can make my, my I can clap. start my lobbying. Uh, yeah. attraction. <laughs> I love yeah. this soundtrack. Uh, I mean, there's there's a Mia Jovovich song, Mila, uh, whatever. There's there's the weird score or something, but there's like a lot of great songs on here. And even though it's like a it's a collection of 80s and 90s or whatever, it's like I I guess I gotta give it a little bit of a hit for uh for kind of being a lot of 80s music that you kind of know is gonna be good. But that Rapture song I had never heard I'd never heard the Rapture until I had like heard the soundtrack, and I love the Rapture. Yeah. Um, that Cure song I hadn't heard. Because I just kind of had like a couple of greatest hits and like some of their other albums. I think it's a great uh, record. I'm going to give it a 13. 13 out of 15. Wow. Stars. 13. That's, 13. A, that's an extremely high rating. I like, I mean, it is the one that I picked, but I, I like so many songs wow. on this. Okay. 13 out of 15 stars. Remember, In the sky. Out of 15 decimal points included. Yeah, no decimal points, huh? No decimal points? I did use decimal points, but it was point zero zero. But it's point zero zero. Okay, okay. <laughs> very cool. Thank you very much. Nikki, you want to take um, this one? Oh, boy. Uh, tough album to rate. Uh, say some of the names of some of the We got artists. Yazoo. Yeah, we got Yazoo. Yazoo. We got The Cure. Um, say it again, Tom the, and Andy. <laughs> the Rapture. You got Donovan. You got Harry <laughs> Nielsen. The yeah. great, the incomparable Nielsen. Harry Nielsen. Uh, you have... Starlight uh, vocal band. That's right. Skyrockets in flight. <laughs> Afternoon delay. That is, a, <laughs> I mean, cheesy but amazing. It's all over the map. Can we also include the game as part of our rating? <laughs> no. <laughs> Days of the new Doors cover. No, no. Just taking points uh, off. Yeah. Oh <laughs> um, man, I would. Uh, I'm gonna say eight point four. 8.4. 8. 8.4. Solid. Nice. Um, that's not. That's yeah, a, I'm disappointed yeah, in that rating. That's yeah, mediocre. I mean, you've definitely given better ratings to much worse. I have, and it's probably for things that I've picked. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, one, of, one of my great fears is that somebody will become a fan of this podcast. Not and enough make, Smash Mouth for Make me. a website and actually put our ratings, our ratings next to yeah. each other, and you can see like how that's, inconsistent we are. That's really what I'm scared of. Honestly, I've had that thought before, is that someone's going to like catalog like, and put it Guys, next to the episode. Guys, please. As always, our worst fear is accountability. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Look, I can't be blamed for anything I say or do. 
<laughs> Come on, guys. Chris, what do you got? Where's your head at? Where you head? You know at? what? I mean, <sighs> Caleb was a little mean to me early in this episode, and now you know she's on the other foot now, dude. Tables in my court now. So well, if I, I if I know Chris, I know that. <laughs> If, you're, if I'm mean to you, you're just going to be nicer and nicer back. Oh my, God. My, my super weakness. My weakness is showing. Oh, man. No, you're right. 15. 15. Be, be honest. 15. Be honest. No. Um, honestly, I would say slightly under... Hearing... You made a very good defense for this album, and hearing it in the moment, I'm not. I wasn't too. The Tom and Andy was kind of taking me out of it, even though it's it's part of the movie. Though it's part of the movie, but the when you look at all the, like the list of the bands, you're like, oh, that's all over the map, and that's it's pretty cool. And those are some bands that have stayed the test of time. So and I should say that there's no awkward covers, which is rare for us. No awkward covers. That's true. Which it, I think that might be a first. Is that a first? Which was know. saved no by Caleb's game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we still got our fix. Yeah, we still, we got, still got, got our fix. fix. Yeah. Thank you, Caleb, for the game. I, I'm going to say... Everyone can sleep tight tonight. <laughs> yes. I was into, like, the Peace Frog. <laughs> by Steven Tyler. Or whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 12.6. Wow. Christopher. Guys, you should hug each good. other. This is the tough, news. tough this is but fair. The, the worst tough part about it, I think, fair. was the Tom and Andy stuff. But, the tandy um, stuff, yeah. But maybe I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I did like that. I can't tell. But and thorough. And thorough. Just because they were, they were. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We need like an audio cue again. for the beginning yeah. of the recommendation segment, and I'm very tempted to start using Lynn Biscuit's Faith cover <laughs> no, as our no, segue. No, no, no. Dude, never again. <laughs> never we gotta again. bring that back in every episode. I could go my whole life without hearing that again, yeah. and I would be fine. But. <laughs> Ah, well, that is the theme song for recommendations, which, uh, first of all, thank you everybody for listening to the Rules of Attraction soundtrack. I, uh, I'm glad that we could all get together and go through this together. Um, thank you, Caleb. That was a good, that was a good pick. So in honor of the Rules of Attraction, we're adding a song to the, the <laughs> track listing Spotify playlist, which will... Search for it, we dare you. Someday. You guys can't find it? Keep searching. Uh, when enough, when enough <laughs> episodes searching. come out, I'll put it all together. I don't want there to be six <laughs> songs in this fucking thing. Uh, but in honor, in honor of Rules of Attraction, we are we are recommending our favorite duets this week. Mm-hmm. Duets. Mm-hmm. Little uh, play on words. Okay. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I'll lead off. Nice. All right, Nikki. What is uh, what is your recommendation? Uh, for a duet, I have Robert Plant and Alison Krauss mm. uh, with the T Bone Burnett produced uh song rich woman what a power group (laughs) super band wait for it there you go oh yeah i got like a true detective kind of vibe yeah This whole album, Raising Sand, is top notch. And then when I hear the sound, I know that somebody's going missing. Yeah. Probably a child. Is, and there's money involved. <laughs> the name's Rush. A cover up. Coal Rush. 
<laughs> what does Robert Plant think about whatever the lead singer's name is of Greta Van Fleet? Oh, <laughs> oh no, Greta! No. We have to ask the question. <laughs> the impending question. It's on everyone's mind. Uh, the O'Doul's. Grammy of, winning. Grammy winning, yeah. Best rock album. It's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> what if they loved him? What if they were oh, like, man. yeah, it's oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm reminds sure that's... Me of, Reminds me of when I was a kid. He's like, he always really original. Yeah, they're they're playing they're playing the real music, man. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Oh, Zeppelin's just Robert like, Plan, if you're I mean, out there, please write in. It definitely has to be like a little bit validating if you're like, man, I don't know if anybody really cares about us anymore. And then some band rips you off. You're like, all right, all right. <laughs> Still We've got talked it. about those old Wild West Pitchfork days where they used to give albums like a one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They kind of went that way with that Greta album. Well, that's we, we might have to do a, like a bonus pod where we just do a dramatic yeah. reading of that review. <laughs> it's just so an evisceration of, of Greta Van Fleet's debut. It's one of those things where it's like it's all costume. It's impossible <laughs> to embrace as like a as a work of art kind of thing. It's so amazing. amazing. <laughs> M.I.A. get like destroyed by Pitchfork and then like Rolling Stone was like this is the album of the year and like Aaron was like uh did she pay you to say that and they're like what happened yeah she paid us (laughs) oh man all right, I'll go. What are you going to add to the playlist this week? I got a Dragging My Heart Around by Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty. All right. Ooh, what you song. Yeah. Stevie, Stevie, Stevie. <laughs> Stevie, baby. <laughs> Stevie, okay. In the video, she's singing into that cool Sennheiser mic, that long, oh, long yeah, Sennheiser yeah, yeah. mic that guy from Tame Impala likes to use. My favorite part yeah. about that song is that their voices just kind of blend together as one, like... In <laughs> <laughs> that video, cuts to like a random guitar player that's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great track. That's really good, Chris. I, I like love that. that song. It's great. Uh, shout out to my girlfriend, Kelsey, for... Also liking that song. Oh, nice! And maybe, maybe telling me to. I mean, oh, for the official, <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> for the official music She's video that has a surprising, too. surprisingly low number of views for that video. It's like sixty-seven thousand. I think it's actually like one of the more well because it's it's not one of Tom Petty's big hits and it's not really one of Stevie Nicks' big hits. So they kind of like cancel each other out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I've heard that song everywhere. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe maybe I don't, so. I, I don't know. Hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I'll go fucking get out of here. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, Caleb, from, do you from my have recommendation? recommendation? Uh, <laughs> so I was actually inspired a little bit by uh, by the Vince Clark, uh, the almost hat trick. Like if there had been a Depeche Mode song on the soundtrack, it would have been the Vince Clark hat trick. Yeah, every, uh, two, every that's, a, that's another ska band. Uh, Vince, Vince Clark, Clark hat trick. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Vince Clark, the man who who never met a band he didn't want to leave. Yeah. Um, so there was a band called the Human League, which I like quite a bit. The best. Yeah. The Human oh, League was actually around for a long time uh, before they had any real success. Uh, with they were like a lot more experimental. 
Uh, not many vocals, actually. And it was, I think, mainly a group of four guys. And then um, they they split in half. Yeah. And two two guys, the two of the guys who were kind of considered to be the more uh, they actually met her. She was working as a waitress in a uh, cocktail bar. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm only human. Two of the guys left and formed uh, Heaven Seventeen, and the uh, the other two who like they had this big tour set up, and I think uh, like all the venues tried to like cancel and sue because they were going to show up, and it's like half the band or whatever. And they, uh, they essentially <laughs> went out fair. and they they met two high school Locked girls. The <laughs> uh, they met two high school girls at a club uh, in England, like maybe 17, 18 year olds old. These two friends. Oh. I should say that the I think that the two remaining members are both gay at this point. So it's not <laughs> like a no, yeah, sorry. sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> at least what I don't know. So they recruit these two women and they they make an album called Dare. Which is amazing, and they have their first breakout hit with "Don't You Want Me," yeah, which is one of my favorite duets. I should say it's a little awkward for the purposes of this segment because they trade verses, so there's not many parts that do. Uh, they sing together, um, but essentially, it's about like a breakup, and then each verse is from another person's point of view. It goes yeah. back and forth between the man and woman, and yeah. it's uh, not only is it an amazing song, it's a great dance song. It's a it's it's timeless. So here we go. Let's get a little taste. Don't you want me? It's, I love that. This album is really good. It's uh, I love the Ingram Lake. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Sorry, I hear that part that it goes into after this part. Yeah, yeah. It kind of like switches up the vibe. Uh-oh. We're hitting the critical. Oh yeah, we might be. <laughs> the red light's turning on. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going too long. No, 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 Season just paid out, baby. <laughs> I like that you guys think that we're gonna get sued. <laughs> no, one's know, listen, no one's listening. No one's listening. Yeah. Anybody or, out there? Or we're gonna get slapped with like a seven million dollar lawsuit. For everybody, every, everybody, go all on at Spotify. One time. Play. Don't you want me over? Play and over. whatever you want on Spotify. Just go on there. Send your send your microtransactions to the Human League. Yeah. Send uh, us all your bitcoins. Well, our I, uh, Venmo is at track listing <laughs> podcast. It's uh, it's at or it's at uh, Chris Darden. Do we have a PayPal? <laughs> Do we have a public PayPal set up yet? Uh, no, no. Oh, we, we have to get, have to get listeners first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> None of these be released. It's All amazing. right. Uh, well, again, I want to thank everybody for coming. Thank you together guys for listening this week. For listening to my pick, I hope you yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks, Caleb. I know that Chris did. I don't know what the fuck Nick was listening to. You know, no, I don't begrudging, know. Begrudging like. I on think Christmas my favorite game. part was the game. <laughs> we'll see which band Caleb picks next time. Oh, it's more Smash Mouth, more Aerosmith, or more Days of the New. All right. We'll find out next time. All right. Thank you, everybody. Stay tracking, guys. Stay no. Tracking. no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, wait. Are you printing bumper stickers without <laughs> our knowledge? No! <laughs> we love you guys. Bye. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>